0: Studio 7 presents The New Adventures of Red Riding Hood, Episode 3. This episode is rated R for the Occasional Use of Bad Language. The Awakening, Part 1.
1: My body asleep, but my mind so very active. I have learnt through the expanse of time that waiting is the most difficult part. I have tried to get used to that feeling of knowing that you are with me in mind, but not by my side. I have had to learn many things in this forced sleep, trapped inside my own head. awakens me, and he will. And the galaxy will learn. Oh, how they will learn. We are survivors and supreme leaders. We will not be kept down, and we will not fade away. to submit, or perish like you made our ancestors. Starting life support systems. systems
2: online. Data transmission in progress.
3: Lazarus, are you online?
2: Affirmative, Lieutenant Hunter. How may I assist you?
3: Good question, Lazarus. General Alkirk sent me to find you and the machine you were transporting. The general hasn't really told me what happened. All I know at the minute is that Ruby and Petey are missing in action. My scanners picked you up, so here I am. What the hell went wrong, Lazarus? What happened?
2: I am unsure, Lieutenant. My system did intercept a message whilst the captain was down at the poisoned apple. It was to a ship just outside my scanners, hence my not detecting it earlier.
3: A message? What message?
2: One moment, Lieutenant. Whilst I locate it from my memory drive, Yes, here we are. Initiating playback mode.
4: Come in. Are you there? I repeat, are you there?
5: Of course I'm here. What's happening? Are we ready?
2: Yes,
4: all is in place. Drizax has drugged the captain. But you need to get down here quickly. They're teleporting the machine now. Drizax plans to take it. Well, what are you waiting for? Beam me down now. Have your gun at the ready. Engage teleportation.
3: Drisax. So that asshole has something to do with all this, then. Who the hell are the two on the transmission? Lazarus, scan Space Corps' database for any vocal matches on these two.
2: We have a match on one of the vocals, Lieutenant. Without the use of the database.
3: Well, who is it?
2: It is Crown Blacksor. He is the one Space Corps requested to rendezvous with us and escort the captain down to the Poisoned Apple. And the other? One moment, please. Negative, Lieutenant. No known match on the Space Corps system.
3: Well, it looks as though I need to pay a little visit to the Poisoned Apple and have a chat with our friend Krom. Maybe he can shed Sorry
2: some... to interrupt, but a trip to the Poisoned Apple is simply not required.
3: What do you mean? Of course it is. We need to find out where Ruby is.
2: Forgive me, Lieutenant. You misunderstand. I just mean that Crom's ship is about to dock on Star Riders Bay. Sorry, please amend the last statement. Crom is on board.
3: On board? Where is he? Where is he? If you mean me, well, here I am. And who might you be, my friend? I'm Lieutenant Brett Hunter of Space Corps. I presume you are Cram Blacksor? Oh,
4: relax, Lieutenant, and put your gun down. Before you even have a chance to think about shooting me,
3: my hench droid would kill you instantly. Hench droid? What the hell is a hench droid?
4: I always wanted a henchman of my own, from being a young scallywag on the streets of Wagatoosh 3. Humans are so unpredictable. And unloyal though, so I made my own henchman. Meet Hercules 3000,
6: or as I prefer to call him, Herc. Hello, please to meet you. Please drop your gun or I'll be forced to blow you away, and none of us wants that. I hate blood, you see, and Mr. Black Sir here makes me cleans up me mess. So please, let's not have any mishaps. No, I forgets me manners. I am her.
3: Are you actually serious right now?
6: Oh, yeah. Ha, ha 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 Deadly. See what's I did? I made me own Joker. ha 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 ha. ha, ha. All right, all right, enough,
4: knucklehead. Lieutenant, it would seem that our paths may have crossed unexpectedly, but purposefully. Please join me down at the Apple, so we may tour. We can take my ship, and fear not, Lieutenant. I mean you no harm. If I wanted you dead... You would be already. (laughs) I believe we
3: have a lot to talk about. On that point, we agree. Lead the way. Grendel, keep a lock on me. I'm heading down to the Apple. Aye, aye, Lieutenant. No problemo.
7: Locked on. Be careful down there.
3: Well, I'll be safe. Don't you worry about that, Grendel. See you soon, after I get to the bottom of this.
2: Engine start sequence initiated.
1: Engine one online.
8: Engine two online.
2: Don't worry, Lieutenant. I will monitor both you and Grendel. Be safe.
7: Oh, monitor me, will you? You think I can't handle this simple task, eh? It's
3: no problemo. I can watch out for my master.
7: Yes, I can. Oh, yes, indeedy.
3: Cheers, Lazarus. Behave, Grendel. Two of you are better than one. You know that. Okie dokie, Lieutenant. Okie dokie.
9: I have sent a word to Francois regarding Monsieur Perrault's request for him to take you to the King. An escort should be with us shortly.
8: As we tried to tell Monsieur Perrault, there is really no need. Um, When I said we had a meeting with the King, I didn't mean directly. We are just to uh, go to the courts and um, uh, mingle.
10: Wow, Captain. So convincing. You nearly have me fooled. Shut it, fat boy. How nice! Real nice and tactful, Captain! You know we droids have feelings too. I didn't choose this shape. You did remember, and yet you still body shame me. Oh, what is the world coming to?
8: Really? Are we really going there right now?
10: Are we? Just kidding, Captain. <laughs> Seriously, too easy.
8: Can we get on, please?
10: By all means. <laughs>
9: Uh, sorry, sometimes you speak too fast. I cannot understand you both. What did you say? Oh,
10: nothing. Don't worry.
8: Yes, don't worry, Estienne. My butler here was just saying that the king will not wish to be bothered by our arrival. And would it be possible for Francois to just direct us to the nearest staff chambers so we can meet as and when the king wishes?
9: We can ask Francois when we meet him. I'm sure he will do his utmost to accommodate your request.
8: Thank you, Estienne. You have been a true gentleman.
9: It is my honor. Ah, this must be your escort now. Monsieur Berger, please, come quick, quickly. What is it, man? What has happened? There has been a murder, monsieur. A most dreadful murder. A murder? Who? Tell me who is dead. Monsieur Prelous Assistant. She's been... Uh, been ripped apart, monsieur. Ripped apart? Whatever do you mean? I, I don't have words to explain it.
8: Just please, come. You are needed. Who the hell would have done this? Of course, right away. We'll come with you. We may be able to help in some way. How
9: can a high court fashionista help? This is a matter for the guard.
8: I was, um, in law enforcement before. Yeah, and the law
10: enforcement department delivering mail me
9: Okay, let's go, but please keep your head down and do not get in my way. If Monsieur Perrot sees you there, I could lose my job or head.
8: No problem. Lead the way.
5: It's perfect! (laughs) Bring him down. My brother will be delighted to see his new home. (laughs) Ah, gone There you are, my brother. May I be the first to welcome you to your new home? The swamps of Villant. Granted, it could do with a little decor, but I'm sure you will make it home. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's quite all right, Gunnop. You don't have to thank me. <laughs> No, seriously, brother, save your breath. After all, I cannot fathom a word you are saying since Screamer removed your tongue! <laughs> Thank you, Joyce. You may leave us. Now, brother. I know what you are thinking. You are thinking of how you can exact your fury upon me. Well, I understand, really, I do. But please realize that I am not enjoying seeing your pain. Far from it. In actual fact, it hurts me deeply to see your downfall. However, you did betray our family, and that comes with consequences. Mother always taught us that. Do you remember? Anyway, I digress. I am not a heartless being like you must think I am. Not at all. Without Mother's knowledge, I stole away a large tent for you so that you would have a roof to protect yourself out here. It was the least I could do. Here! I must leave now. And unfortunately, we will never meet again. Good luck out here. And especially good luck erecting your tent
10: (laughs) with no arms. (laughs) Goodbye, brother.
5: Come in, Mother, come in.
11: Yes, my son. Is it done?
5: It is. Gun off is on villain. Half of me wanted to put the poor devil out of his misery. Your torture droid really outdid herself this time. No tongue, no arms. You won't last a month.
1: I do hope you
11: aren't going weak on me, Lupus. He got what he deserved.
5: Certainly not, Mother. I agree wholeheartedly. I suppose I was a little soft on him, though.
11: In what way, my son?
5: (laughs) I left him a tent (laughs) to put up for protection.
11: (laughs) 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 Oh, my dear boy, such cruel humor. You have learned well from me. Report immediately to my office upon return, and I will explain everything to you. You have earned that much.
5: I am overjoyed to hear it, Mother. I will see you shortly. Over.
0: Lieutenant Hunter, are you receiving? Lieutenant Hunter, come in, please. Damn it,
7: where is he? Hello, General Sir. How are you today? This is Grendel, yes siree, G210 at your service.
0: Ah, Grendel, yes. Where is the lieutenant? I can't reach him.
7: Take a trip down to the poisoned apple, General, sir. Won't get him down there. The storm is at a high. Oh, yes indeed. Terrible weather.
0: Has he made contact with Crown then? What is happening down there? An affirmative, General.
7: Crown contacted the lieutenant. Came bored he did and then left with him for talks. For talks? Yes sir. that is what they said. I'm locked to Lieutenant, and all life signs are still strong, so, all good,
0: yes? I suppose so. Well yes of course, all okay. Please tell the Lieutenant to call me as soon as he returns.
7: Aye General sir, yes indeedy, I will sir, yes.
4: All Kirk out. So,
3: welcome Lieutenant,
4: welcome to my place, the Poisoned Apple.
3: Your place? Everyone knows this is Drisak's place, Krom. You don't have to try and impress me. I know you.
4: Come now, Lieutenant. I'm not trying to impress anyone. You think you know me, but you don't really. I am
3: the owner of the Apple. I, uh, recently acquired it, shall we say. Recently acquired it, huh? Stop the bullshit, please, Krom. Drisak's would never sell this place. You know that.
4: (laughs) No, no. He wouldn't. But then again, he isn't in a position to sell anyway. That's why I said I acquired it. Not bought it.
3: <laughs> Enlighten me. How did you acquire it then? Did he lose it to you gambling or something?
4: No, I blew his head off. <laughs> Simple, really. Anyway, My coming into the ownership of the Apple is insignificant as to what has just happened in this very bar. It is the reason we need to talk.
3: Agreed. So fill me in, please. What happened here? Where's Ruby and PT-9? I swear if you've hurt them, Krom.
4: Yes, yes, I've heard that speech before. It's quite simple, really. Your general arranged it for me to meet your Captain Ruby Hart and bring her to meet with Drizax, Your general had tasked Ruby to trade the chronological manipulator with him in the hope that doing so would bring out the people that had destroyed the SS Kings Mill and killed a certain Captain Ginger? Well, the general was right. It did bring out those people. As Dresax had been plotting to take the machine by force along with Gunoff Deville of Lycan Industries.
3: But it was you speaking with Gunoff, not Dresax.
4: Yes, I was speaking with Gunoff as well. But how did you know that?
3: Lazarus on board the Star Rider intercepted a transmission.
4: Oh, okay. Well, no secret there anyway. I knew Drizaks was planning to double-cross Gunoff, so I double-crossed his double-cross, and so on and so forth. <laughs> it all gets kind of messy, really. To cut a long story
3: short, Gunoff then betrayed me and stole the machine! Okay, well, you were all as bad as each other, what did you expect? The Devils haven't an honest bone in their body, so where's the captain then?
4: Uh, yes, I forgot.
3: She used the machine to escape. But you said gunn took the machine. I'm confused.
4: Oh, don't get confused, Lieutenant. She escaped her impending death by using the machine. It transported her somewhere along with her droid. Well, I say transported. She could have disintegrated for all we know. Trouble is, she disappeared, but the machine stayed here. That's when Gunov stole it and double-crossed
3: me. Okay, so now I'm really confused. What exactly is this machine? How have they transported? You mean it's some sort of vehicle? But how is the machine still here if it transported them? I don't understand. My
4: dear boy. Clue really is in the name. The Chronological Manipulator. It manipulates time. The machine your captain had is first of its kind is a time machine. No one knows where it came from, or how to use it. But, the captain and her droid managed to turn it on, and well, just disappeared.
3: How in God's universe are we supposed to find them?
4: And finally, you now see why we needed this talk. You see, I don't like to be double-crossed. Even though in this game, it is fairly common practice. (laughs) I suppose I should get used to it. However, I am not and it really pisses me off. I want that traitor Gunolf. He promised me a partnership with that machine and that would have made me a very rich man. So I figure, if we help each other, we can find the machine and gun off. I'll take care of that sniveling little prick, and you can find the captain. How's about it, Lieutenant? Do we have a deal?
3: How's about it, Lieutenant? Do we have a deal? We have a deal, but I promise you, Krom, if you try one bad move or try and double-cross me or Space Corps, I will obliterate
6: you. Now, now, what's this here, then, a the threat? Please do not make me spank your tiny but firm little arse, Lieutenant. With the utmost respect, Mr Blacksaw, sir, here is my responsibility, and if you try one thing to harm one hair on his scruffy little head, it is me that will be doing the obliter obly obly oh my circuitry. I will rip you limb from limb. Now, be a good boy and helps me master. Find what he needs, please.
3: Hmm. We will see, Krom. Do not think that oversized bodybuilding vacuum cleaner will protect you. What I say stands. Now let's find them.
6: What? What What was he referring to me? An oversized vacuum cleaner, you say? Well, I never. I have never been so humiliated. I've got a good mind to snap you into right now. Oh please, Mr. Blacksaw, sir. Let's me at least hurt him a little bit. All in good time, Herc. All in good time.
12: (laughs) God damn it! What have you done? Why couldn't you just control yourself? The only rule, do not kill in the academy! But she was disrespectful. The bitch deserved what she got. No one will miss her. She has no family. You idiot! Do you not think people will investigate? You will be found out, hunted down, and killed! You will never achieve your goal!
6: No. No way. They have no idea. How could they? They have no idea what I am. They cannot stop me. This is just a tiny setback.
12: A tiny setback? You fool. After all you've done. You've been here too many years now, undetected. Working day in and day out. Building the academy. Finding the right brains to help you. You are so close to getting home. Home? Home?
6: There is no home anymore.
12: Only me. Me and my beautiful wife Aurora, and this godforsaken planet, tried to take her as well! Tried but not succeeded! Your academy saw to that! What you built has saved her!
1: Monsieur Perrault? Are you
11: okay? I heard noises! Monsieur Perrault?
12: Uh, <clears throat> y- yes, Marguerite. I am fine. I just dropped some things. Uh, Ahem. <clears throat> Everything is fine. Uh, Thank you.
11: Very well, monsieur. However, can you please go to the laboratory with urgency? One of the guards said they need you there as soon as you can. There has been an accident.
12: Yes, of course. And thank you, Marguerite. Damn it.
13: Hold on there. Don't try to talk yet. Got a few more adjustments to make. Okay, try now. Slowly, give the modulator time to adjust. Who the
0: hell are you?
13: What what have you done to me? Wow, nice reaction. Little thanks wouldn't go amiss. Uh, I can talk. How? That's better. Less of the asshole attitude, if you don't mind. You may be a little disoriented, so let me explain some things for you. I found you out by Maricos One, half dead from loss of blood. Whoever worked you over, buddy, did a great job. By the looks of the cuts, they were professional, at the very least. Anyway, I couldn't leave you out there. Maricos One is the shittiest swamp out in this hellhole. You wouldn't have made it through the night. Mugworms and trilligans would have eaten you for sure. So I brought you back here you are now in what i lovingly call home well a cave anyway but i like to think of it as mine at least it has been for near on 20 years
0: who are you how am i able to
13: talk i sound and i feel strange jesus yes forgive me it's been a long time since i had company my name is duke Duke York, and you, sir, are able to speak as I have fitted you with a vocal modulator. It will feel strange for a while until your body grows attached. The open wound from the stump of what was left from your tongue will eventually grow around the modulator, and likewise, the modulator contains nanos that will also combine and connect to your muscular tissue and larynx, effectively making you a new tongue and voice box. Downside, you won't sound the same as you did before. Plus side, you can talk again. Why? And how do you have the technology and tools out here? Quite simple, sir. A soldier never leaves a man down. And technology-wise, I stole a shitload of medical supplies and tech when I left the army for my own pursuits. Oh. <sighs> ah. Ah, shit, yeah. Don't try and sit up at the moment, either. <laughs> it may hurt, but I guess you realize that now. What have you done to me? Nothing much, just some minor surgery. In about an hour or so, you should start to be able to move your new arms. They ain't pretty, but I had some old tech limbs, and I've managed to attach them to your bone and nervous system. So you can't move at the minute. Without severe pain, but you will soon enough. And again, plus side, you will be able to scratch your own balls again. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're very, very. You aren't good with pain, my friend, are you? <laughs> what happened then? You passed out like a girl. <laughs> Don't mock me you know who I am? Half the man you used to be by the looks of it. Come on, quit your shit. I saved your ass. Who are you anyway? I am Gunolf DeVille. Nope, never heard of you. Should I have? Although I must remind you, I've been here for some time. I am the son of Fenris DeVille, of
0: Lycan Industries, a very important figure, and you will Respect
13: me. Piss off, you arrogant dick.
9: <laughs> you
13: need to be respecting me. I pulled you from death's clasp and gave you a new lease on life. Come that tone with me again, and trust me, I will tear your arms off again and shove them up your ass. How does that sound? Respectfully speaking. Oh, and let me ask you something. How come, if you are so high and mighty, have you ended up here? Who did this to you? My very own mother and father.
0: They exiled me to here, after Mother's torture droid tried to extract certain
13: information from me. Oh, okay. So I'm supposed to respect you because who you are? Even though your own family did this to you? Yeah, I save you and I get spoken to like a piece of shit. How's that work out? I was betrayed by my brother.
0: The sly bastard framed me. Well, technically he was telling the truth, but that matters not. A brother should always have your back. The sly
13: fox, I swear, when I get hold of him. Which you can now, thanks to me, Epp. Yes, quite.
0: When I get hold of him, he will learn what true pain is
13: so what's your story my snappy little savior why are you here by choice i was a general fighting in the great war against the Wallarians. when it came down to a final push against them i was given the orders by the great council to lead my troops into a mighty battle which should have seen us slay the walarians and win the war you talk of betrayal by your family i know firsthand about betrayal lead 10,000 troops to the top of Mount Skarik, but one of the great council, my father, had warned the Walarians of our attack, and when we reached the top of the mount, they had 50,000 troops waiting in ambush. I turned our men around and marched back down before we got halfway down. They had the rest of their army lying in wait at the bottom of the mountain. We had nowhere to go neither up nor down they attacked us and I lost 10,000 men that day the Wallarian leader General Dumpty had me arrested and taken back to his king's palace I escaped my cell one night and saw the general resting upon the palace wall I saw my chance and pushed him off the top whilst all the king's men were trying to revive him I escaped and went back home but it had mostly been destroyed by the wall So I picked up as many supplies as I could and I sought refuge way out here in the swamps. I always planned to return, but days turned to weeks, weeks to months, and then years. I don't even know if there's a place to call home anymore. My God, you're the Grand Old Duke. You are a legend. They
0: still tell stories of you and how you killed the Wallerian general. They never managed to revive him. So you've been here all these years? Wait a minute. How did you get here? If you got here, surely that means we can get out of here.
8: And
13: why would I do that? I have nothing. I lost everything. At least out here, I can quiet my thoughts and I'm not reminded constantly of the blood on my hands of all those slaughtered men. (laughs) Oh, my dear, dear Duke, get me
0: out of here and help me regain what I lost. Not only will I reward you handsomely, I will give you what no one else ever could.
13: Which is what exactly?
0: I can give you back your 10,000 men.
4: Hey, who goes there? Out of my way. Let us through. My
0: apologies, Monsieur Berger. I did not realize it was you. Please, go through. They are waiting
9: for you. Merci. Fanolet, you have arrived, Estienne. François, what are you doing here? I mean, uh, I came as fast as I could. Well, you fast
14: enough is not fast enough, Monsieur Berger. We have a full-scale incident here. You should be upon the scene quicker. Now tell me, what do you see here?
10: I see a very rude man is what I see. For the love
8: of God, Petey, not now.
14: Excuse me? What did you say? Were you addressing me? How dare you even speak to me without my express permission?
10: Say what? Excuse me, Monsieur, but you do not get to speak to me or my friends here in such a rude manner. We came as fast as humanly possible. Oh, God, here we go. Seriously, you, my good fellow, need to rein your neck in a little and have some respect for authority here. My friend here is Estienne Berger, you know. He is the guard and law around these parts, and you should be grateful he is here to sort this mess out.
9: Pity, please leave it. I apologize for my uh, small friend here. He's just a passionate fellow.
10: Don't apologize for me, Estienne. This man here needs a good reprimand. No respect for authority these days.
9: But pity, this is Francoise.
10: Who cares?
9: Francoise Michel Letellier.
10: So what?
9: Francoise Michel Letellier. The Marquis de Louvois.
10: No excuse!
9: Oh, oh God. Madame Ruby, please.
10: The secretary
8: for the state of war, Petey.
10: What? (laughs) What? Why didn't you say so? What a wonderful fellow you are. So polite and strict and domineering. I love that quality of yours. Firm and to the point, you Monsieur, are a fine, fine, upstanding uh, fellow. Sorry, please forgive me.
14: God arrest this man and take him away.
8: No, please, Monsieur, he is just a loud-mouthed, fat old butler. <laughs> Rude. He is just very thankful to our friend here, Estienne. We only wish to assist you. Perga, who
9: are these people? Forgive me, Monsieur. These are the High Court fashionistas that we were bringing to you to take to the King before this incident. Guards, leave him be for a moment.
10: Thank you!
9: Why have you brought them here to a crime scene?
14: This is nothing to do with them.
9: I agree and I would not have bought them, but they said they may be able to help as Madame Art was once in law enforcement. (laughs) (laughs) Ha!
14: You fool, Estine. Women cannot be in law
9: enforcement. They have lied to you. Madame, is it true? Were you in law enforcement? Or are you in fact lying to me, as Monsieur Letellier is implying?
8: I, um, I, uh, I... I was in law, yes. Honestly, it was a long time ago, but I tell you truthfully, on my life, I was in law.
14: Then tell me what do you see here? Give me your insight into this crime.
8: Petey, run a scan over the area for me. Pick up anything that can get me out of this. Okay, then. Please move back, everyone, and let myself and my partner here take a look.
10: First scans reveal lacerations to the neck and sternum, Captain. The arms have literally been severed off by what appear to be bite marks. The measurements indicate this was big, very big. This was no ordinary animal. I believe this was the beast that tried to attack us when we arrived.
8: Okay then. This was not murder, monsieur. This was an animal attack.
14: Not murder? How do you reach this conclusion?
8: As you can see, here, here and here, there are multiple lacerations to the neck and torso. However, they are not clear cuts, so I can determine that it was not by any knife. If you look carefully around the stumps of what is left of the arm, you can quite clearly see teeth marks that and the fact there is a kind of saliva all over? Quite clearly an animal attack. The question that now arises is, how was an animal in here and what animal was it? Because by the looks of the teeth marks, this was double the size of any known wolf in these parts.
14: I knew it. I knew my gut instinct was correct. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a beast in our midst. I have heard it at night and have seen the signs of its presence in the forest at night. We must hunt it out and kill it before it strikes again.
12: Ha! A monster in our midst indeed. What utter nonsense. STN has told me of this on numerous occasions. It is simply a hungry wolf that has been driven here in search of food. This is just a bizarre accident. No need for a hunt at all. How
14: good of you to finally join us, Charles. I am afraid, however, that your input into this matter is of little consequence, as it is my jurisdiction and my decision. Estine, assemble your finest and meet me here at 10 p.m. tonight. We are going on a hunt. It is the perfect night. The moon is full and we will track this beast down and I will have its head I will have my daughter meet us. She is the finest hunter around. She will help us track this monster.
12: I must object. This is a waste of Academy resources and... And a terrible
14: waste of life, Mister Perrault. This decision is made. The hunt begins at 10 p.m. tonight. Everyone dismissed except for you, three guards there. Get this room cleared and the body properly disposed of. See to it that the family is informed, and a proper burial arranged for the family at our
5: expense. This is HN310, requesting permission to dock.
7: Permission granted. Please make way to private docking bay 0049, Vader Gamma. Your arrival is expected. Over.
5: Received. Over. Mother! What is this place? I never even knew we had a private docking bay.
11: Of course you didn't, you fool. That is why it is private. Even your father does not know of its existence, and for a very
5: good reason. He doesn't know. Why? What is here that is so important?
11: Follow me, son, and I will reveal all to you.
7: back aboard, Lieutenant. Yes, indeed. Good to have you back. Oh, and you have company. Bad company. Bad, bad, bad.
4: Oh, I like him. Such a good judge of character.
6: Can <laughs> <laughs> I shoot him, sir? Please?
4: Relax, Herc. These are our comrades now. We must try not to kill each
6: other. For the benefit of our purpose. Well, that's just boring, that is. I will have you. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But soon. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. Old
7: speech, you rust bucket. Update your vocab settings, you dumb musclehead.
6: I can't help sir. It. It's all I have. Well we need to work on that, yes sir. We need
7: to
3: fix that very soon. Thanks, little man. See you can get on. Now to the mission. Lazarus, myself, and Krom are going to be working closely together for the sake of the Captain and Petey. We need you to try every possible way that you know to track that machine. We're going after it.
2: Affirmative, sir. Please give me some time to run a scan.
3: Take all the time you need, Lazarus.
4: Yes, all the time you need. Just make it quick.
2: Scanning, now. Please be patient. I managed to pick up on a ruthenium trace. Very faint, but easy to follow.
3: Ruthenium?
4: A very rare metal, if I'm not mistaken, and extremely valuable.
2: Why would the
3: chronological
4: manipulator have a trace of ruthenium?
2: Ruthenium is a silver-white metallic element, one of the transition elements. It was discovered in 1844 ...by Russian chemist Karl Klaus, and is found in platinum ores. It is used as a catalyst to harden other metals. Its alloys are used in electrical contacts, and to color glass and ceramics. I am guessing, and this is purely hypothetical, without running proper diagnostics on the manipulator, that the machine travels through time... Ruthenium is used to harden all the components within, so that it does not destroy itself. As I say, purely a guess at this time, but it is all we have to go on.
3: We will take it, Lazarus. Lock onto the signature and find out where it leads us.
2: Affirmative. Engaging engines.
3: You know wrongly, little buddy. I may not have
6: human feelings as such but this is kind of exciting I think.
7: Agreed. Oh yes, agreed. We are now officially space detectives
4: indeed. On
7: a mission to find our loved ones.
4: <laughs> Seriously? You two need to just shut up. I
6: preferred you at each other's throats. <laughs> <laughs>
11: My dear son Lucas, you have proven to me on numerous occasions that you are a true wolf at heart. For this loyalty, I have chosen to divulge my true purpose here at Lycan Industries.
5: I... I don't know what to say, Mother. I am truly honored that you see fit to trust me implicitly. You took me under your care at a young and tender age and guided me into what I have now become. I have no other purpose but to serve you. Please tell me everything.
11: What I'm about to show you, no other Deville has seen except for me. Not even your father. Your father believes our battle against Space Corps is purely business. He is wrong. He is short-sighted. Only a true descendant of the bloodline could ever realize how far away from our true power we have come.
5: What do you mean we have come far away from our true power? I'm afraid I don't follow. I don't understand. Of course you don't.
11: After all, you are not true blood. That will change, though, and very soon. Lupus, my son, behold! The Almanac of Peril!
5: Forgive me... I really want to understand, I do, but all I see is a dusty old book. Indeed you do. This is the Almanac of Peril.
11: Call it a diary, if you will, of events in the life of our great ancestor Alaric.
5: Alaric?
11: Alaric was a supreme leader of a race of lycanthropes from the planet Eriufy I. Alaric wanted to lead the Lycans in battle against the galaxy to become supreme leaders, but the Lycan Council objected and exiled Alaric to a life in prison.
5: Mother, I do not doubt you, but these names, these places, I have never heard of, why?
11: Space Corps. Knowing that the lichens were a threat to their everyday life, they made a decision to rid the galaxy of the lichens. They developed a machine that could create black holes. They did this in Eryufy One's atmosphere. The black hole was catastrophic and tore up the planet, destroying all civilization. Only a handful of lichens survived on a space station. Their only means of survival was to take any jobs they could for money and food. That is how lichen industries began. Space Corps covered up the destruction of the planet with stories of natural disasters and urban legends.
5: So, what of this book? How did you come into its possession, and why is it of such importance to you?
11: (laughs) Oh, my dear boy, this is where it gets interesting. As a young girl, I loved stories and tales of the old days and what life was like on Iriyufy 1. I became quite the little bookworm on anything I could find regarding our heritage. I started to hear stories about wolves and hunters, sleeping princesses and other strange stories that people labeled as fairy tales. I always thought these stories must have evolved from some sort of truth. Then I happened upon a book in the Galaxian Library on Alpha Frendinos, renowned as the biggest collections of books from the universe. This book was by itself in the dark corner of the library. It was as if the book called to me. That book was this, the Almanac of Peril.
5: So you found a book, Mother. What of it? This is no
11: ordinary book, boy. This is the diary of our great ancestor, Alaric.
5: (laughs) Whatever leads you to think that? I mean, it's just an old book. Anyone could have written it.
11: I don't know why the book intrigued me so, but I had to know more. In the front of the book was an inscription. Look, see here. Heed this. I will return and make my mark upon the world. Alaric.
5: Indeed, that is strange. But what does it mean? It means there are more than one Alaric in the world. How can the book have any bearing on the lichen's Mother? He died along with the planet. You said so yourself.
11: Yes, that is what I was led to believe, and the entire galaxy. However, I now believe that the black hole did not kill Alaric. Yes, it consumed the planet, but Alaric was also a leading scientist and was working on a top-secret project to help in the battle he so sorely wanted. I believe that he created the Chronicle Manipulator, and before the planet was consumed, he used his creation to escape.
5: All hearsay, Mother, and speculation. Really, I do not see why you are so brought up in this, in this far-fetched story. (laughs) Mother?
11: Lupus, allow me to show you what I found just a few months ago.
5: What the hell is that? There's a, there's a woman inside. Frozen.
11: Who is she? That, my boy, is Princess Aurora. The Sleeping Beauty.
0: Story in order of appearance. Sarah Golding as Aurora. Commodore James, Lieutenant Brett Hunter. Tanya Milojevich, Lazarus One; Tom Fellers, Crown Blacksword. Gareth Seven, Gunnalf. Owen McEwen, Hercules 3000. Nathan Comstock, Grendel. Luke De Villas Estian Berger. Julia Eve as Captain Ruby Hall. Nathaniel Chambers as PT9. Gareth Seven as the armed guard. Sean Lenhart, Lupus, Natalie Chisholm, Acalia, Terry Cooper as General Orkirk, Pete Lutz as Charles Perrault, Natalie Chisholm as Marguerite, Larry Oliver as Duke York, Dexter Heron, Francois-Michel Letellier, and Rob the Tigerman Hughes as Docking Assistant. You have been listening to Episode 3 of The New Adventures of Red Riding Hood. Coming soon, episode 4.